Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Ungwa Young Professionals Podcast, special edition on Black Panther. I'm your host, Gene Wampa, and I do have to let you know that we did have some sound quality issues this episode, but either way, the content's awesome. It's amazing, and I hope that you feel the same way too, so let's get straight to it. Welcome back to another episode of the NYM Professionals Podcast. Uh, yeah, I know it's been a while, but uh, we had to bring the, uh, the the crew back to discuss the Black Panther movie. And before we even get into that, let's let's go ahead and do some intros because I know everyone has been wondering where we've been and whatnot, and you know why not just reintroduce ourselves again? So I will be your host, Gene Wampa, and uh, on the line here we have uh, Chidi. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. And we also have IK. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, yeah, definitely good to be back to uh, chat it up on this topic. So uh, excited for that. Definitely. So, yeah. I mean, let's let's get straight to it because I mean, this is a a very great and uh, you know amazing topic to discuss. Oh, and by the way, actually, we also have a fourth member uh, that will be joining in shortly, Abera. But um. She's actually a little um, running a little late in traffic, so but uh, just be on the lookout for her. She'll be joining a little shortly. So let's go and just go straight into this thing. Black Panther, um, you know, just got released. I saw it last week, um, and you know, I know there's a lot of discussions, you know, on different forums, Facebook, social media, you know, at work, and uh, you know, we we just you know talked over. Over chat and we're like, hey, let's let's do a quick, uh, you know, show on this because I saw the movie and it was it was freaking amazing. So, you know, from from our perspective, we want to make sure that we actually talk about a couple of things here because there's a couple of big points here. So, the stats, so in terms of uh, sales, we want to make sure we you know talk about that. A lot of themes that were covered. Um, we want to talk about the cast. Uh, because Crazy Cast, also the producer, we'll probably talk about him a little bit, and also uh, maybe talk about who we went with and you know what we wore because that was a big thing, um, you know, just around the the whole industry. So let's get right to it, guys. Uh, you know, GDIK. You know, in terms of uh, stats, actually, I'll pass this off to you, IK. In terms of the stats for this movie, it, it seems like it was a, like a, a serious box office opening. You know, monstrous stats, monstrous uh, stats, but now, I'll let you, you know, talk about it a bit. Definitely, definitely. I just, uh, before I started off, two words. Wakanda forever. Yes, yes. This movie <laughs> was epic. It was, it was, it was. Um, even before I go into the stats, one thing that is, we have to note, is just the power of black dollar. I think that is something that all studios and forecasting underestimated. And why I say that Amen. is because when the movie was coming out and they do like this movie tracking, all movies have like tracking where they look at like pre-sales and everything like that. They thought the movie would come out and hit around like 90 million. That's what they were kind of forecasting at, which was ridiculous because the movie had the most number of like pre-sales out of like any superhero movie. But they were like, no, no, it's only gonna make about 90 million. All the people who wanted to buy the tickets already bought it. You're right. 
this movie just kept on increasing and increasing and increasing. And over the weekend, they kept adjusting their forecast to 120, to 130, to 150. And the movie over the long weekend made $242 million. So they already broke yeah. even. No, no right. reactions? No nothing? <laughs> no, that's that's pretty <laughs> impressive. I mean, they 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 they, they basically broke even though because their budget was like, like around two hundred million, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, budget, Why did you say it so was, slow? You thought we were gonna chair after you said it. I was expecting we to jump on. You know, I've seen a little bit of of uh, thing, but but let me put it in in, in reference. I think that's that's what will help because two hundred forty-two million sounds like a lot, but what do other movies do? So overall, this was the second highest four-day movie opening ever. The only other movie that had a higher opening was the Star Wars The Force Awakens movie, and that movie was like the first Star Wars movie from like years and years and years. So a huge opening there. It was the the second biggest comic book superhero opening weekend for a comic book um, uh-huh. movie. Um, uh-huh. There it is. There it, is. Um, it, it had the largest single-day uh, sales uh, of any movie ever. So it made like four, no, not it made forty point two million dollars in just one day this Monday, and I was the most ever mm. for Monday ever. So you know people are coming out to this movie wow. in droves, but it's not. As I said I said the value of the, of the black dollar. Typically, on average, African Americans, black people make up about fifteen percent of the audience for superhero movies. But for this movie, the audience was thirty seven percent African American. And then 35% Hispanic, um, Caucasian, 18% Hispanic. So there was a really diverse audience, and more diversity came to this audience than kind of other things. So and I, I think it just goes to show that when we come out and when we show out, we do make a difference, and we, 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 we do um, uh, emphasize things and make it, make it go up. But I, I do think that it's, it's partially it's also the quality of the movie itself. So movie, there's, there's something called Rotten Tomatoes, which aggregates like all the different um, – uh, uh, critic reviews, and yep. it had a 97% positive rating on Rotten Rotten Tomatoes, which means that of all the critics who evaluate movies, 97% of them said that it was a really good movie, and the audience gave it an A-plus cinema score, which is the highest cinema score a movie can have. So, you know, I, I think the fact that the movie had that all-black cast, there was a movement, all stuff like that was important, but the reason I think why it did so well was because it was a quality movie. Quality begets quality, because quality gets dollars, and that's what we see here. I want to know who that three so, percent haters, who the three percent haters were that didn't give it like overall high marks. You know, Rotten Tomatoes is a brutal website, them. though. You said what? Rotten Tomatoes is brutal. Like the fact that it even got that high is amazing. Yeah. Still wondering who yeah, the three percent. The, the same lady who told the blonde to dribble. That's the same one who, who voted for this one. Exactly. So, mm. like that's that's the stats right now. I, I mean, I can go on and on and on, but but I won't. I'll, I'll spare you guys. But this overall, this was just a really epic um, opening, monumental, and it's going to change the game. This is going to change the way we look at black movies, the way we look at superhero movies. It, it's going to change the game. Mm. So you, you, t- wanna... you actually touched on a couple of cool cool uh, items there. So. Um, the, the power of the black dollar, number one, and number two, that increase of uh, black viewership from, um, you know, a regular superhero movie compared to Black Panther. Um, so I, I, I think from the first perspective, the power of the black dollar, why even bring that up? Were we doubted before? Was, was the power of the black dollar, like, 
in jeopardy? No, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's in jeopardy by any means, but I think, you know, this is the first um, um, movie of its kind, superhero movie of its kind, with a black lead and predominantly black cast. So people say, oh, it's not the first, you know, we had Blank Man, we had, you know, we had, um, you know, Meteor Man, we had Blade. Like, come on, guys. No, no, stop it. Blank Man is not on the same level. And and Blade, 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 while it was a Marvel movie, um, and not Marvel Cinematic Universe, but like a Marvel movie, it had a black lead actor. The majority of the actors in that movie were not black. You know, it was not of the same um, um, setup. This was a, not even African-American, an African lead, like in terms of based in a fictional African country, predominantly black cast. You know, you just don't see big budget movies like this. And black um, director, yeah. like that's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I don't know why we would so mention that Blade. I mean, do, we, do people even like vampires anymore? I mean, do black people even like uh, vampires? That was a tough sell. Sorry, right. for, sorry, Wesley Snipes. That was tough. But um, yeah. And also, yeah. the, the biggest thing I think also was that People who don't even know anything about any sort of superheroes came out to that. People who had never seen anything in the past, they were coming out to this movie. So it really, and that's why the forecasts were wrong, because they didn't anticipate all these people who never see these movies coming out. But the thing about it is, like, I was talking to somebody, and they were like, oh, you know, Wesley Snipes was um, thinking about this Black Panther thing since the 90s. And I said, the reason why this was so huge. One, the marketing was crazy. And two, mm-hmm. like, look at the racial climate in this country. Like, it couldn't have come at a, at, if it came any other time, like, I think it would have had great ratings, and I think it would have made a lot of money, but because the racial climate in this country is so hot right now, like, that just fueled the fire. Like, it came at the perfect time that Everyone just wants to go out and show the solidarity for being black in these racial times with the president that we had. Like, it couldn't have come in a better time. And I think all that stuff came together to, like, really make this, like, the perfect storm to make it um, the movie that it was. I don't think any of this stuff was I, – I just think that this came at the perfect time. I don't think if it came any earlier or, like, let's say during the Obama era or anything like that, mm-hmm. I don't think we would have been getting the numbers that we're getting right now. Right. Yeah, it's 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 very impressive. I didn't even know Wesley Snipes was considering even making a movie about this. When was this? That's I was talking to somebody about it today, and they were like, "Yeah, Wesley Snipes cause, um, was, I guess he was technically the first black superhero. Um, he was talking about Black Panther um, as a black superhero, looking at another big superhero in the Marvel universe, which would be Black Panther. I think he was thinking about." Um, Trying to produce that, but didn't happen. Yeah, he 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 he, could have, he was getting close too. Uh, the thing that killed him was he did, wasn't paying taxes, so so he got he got locked up and and into all of that stuff. Um, so that that's what killed him. Like he, he was really making headwinds um, and traction around it, but his personal and you know See? that black stuff, dollar. Get your dollars together. Get your dollars my thing, the, what I wanted, so what I wanted to talk about um, is actually the cast because I was very, very, very happy that they used people who were like classically trained, like heavy hitter actors, and they didn't pull in our ludicrous Tyrese. Ooh. Um, oh, oh, I'm just happy that. Shot? Stop! Stop! Speed! Speed! Fate, I'm so happy. 
I'm so happy that they didn't pull people in like that, like Queen Latifah as the queen, Yara oh, Shahidi as the little sister. No, we don't have time for mediocre, mediocrity. Like, pull in the heavy hitters. Let's get people who can really move this storyline. Let's get people who look believable. And I, and I think that it was very effective because, what, how many of those people were really African? But it's all about the aesthetic of the whole thing. And I, I feel like, and I'm happy that they intentionally put people who look African and have that, like, an idealistic African beauty aesthetic and that's what they use to represent it. Like, of course, Africans look like several different, there are several different shades and textures of Africans, but, like, if you think about the quintessential African and what people think about when they think about Africa, I'm happy that that was used to kind of convey this movie and that was used to, when in choosing the characters, because I, I don't think that was um, a mistake. I think it was all intentional. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I completely agree with you. And I think, they they did that intentionally too. They 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 mixed it really well. You know, you have um, Lupita, who's you know uh, Kenyan. Um, you have um, uh, the guy from Get Out. I can't blank on his name now, but Danny Kaluuya. He's also like uh, I think he's Kenyan uh, and Ugandan. Ugandan and British. So you you have people. You know, um, T'Challa's dad was 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 is African. Like you have people who are pure African. Then you have like African Americans. You know, and you have British Americans. I mean, British uh, Africans. It's just a combination of the different black black uh, spectrum. I think it actually links to the message in the in the in the movie of like the whole African diaspora. They don't they didn't only talk about that in the movie. They also you know represent that in the cast. So I think it's like a good you know symmetry there between the actual cast and the movie itself. Well, what yeah. do you guys think? Well, speaking of the African diaspora, I mean, what do you guys think about? like that whole dynamic. I'm seeing a lot on social media pitting African-Americans against Africans. Like, mm. what do you guys think about that? <laughs> uh, I'll let you go okay. first. Do, they, do you want to do the honors? Go first? No, no, no. I'm not touching that one first. You, you, wow. You what? <laughs> jump oh on that bomb. Also, jump on this deep grenade. Deep. I want to give someone else a chance to talk, you know, just take a break. Goodness. Goodness gracious. Okay. So, yeah, African-Americans versus African. So, um, I guess we could, we could tie in the cast a little into this because, yeah. you know, from from the cast perspective, Michael uh, B. Jordan versus, you know, Chad, Chad Boswick. Both, I think both of them are actually African-American. Um, but in, yeah. the, in the movie itself, you know, Ch- um, Chad is the African and Michael is the African-American. So, you know, I, I hear the, the theme right after people watch the movie, or well, actually before people watch the movie, they see people dressing up in the shikis and whatever, and they're like, oh, it took you guys this long to to start wearing the shikis, and the shikis you're wearing aren't even authentic to shikis. They're like, like why? American knockoffs, right? So right. here's my perspective, right? So I watched the movie, you know, and, you know, obviously, uh, if people don't know, I am Nigerian, but I was born here. So I do understand, you know, from the African-American perspective and the Nigerian perspective. So I was watching the movie and, you know, I saw Michael B. Jordan play that role very well. I know, Chidi, you don't agree with me, but I think he played he it well because... He did a little bit too much. Go ahead. <laughs> I think I think he played it well because he was a villain, but he made, he, he made you 
you know, feel empathetic for him. Like, like really understand him. It almost actually like certain times during the movie, you'd have to think like, hmm, should I be cheering for this guy? Like imagine like, you know, you're, 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 one of your parents gets shot up, right? Um, and you hear this, this serious plot about, oh, your, your parents weren't even who you thought they were. They're like some, you know, some royal family, um, you know, somewhere, let's say like Nigeria or whatever. It's a royal family. And, you know, the, the, the king, you know, just left them there to like rot. Just didn't even bury them, didn't do anything. Just, and you're just a kid, you're like, okay, what's going on? So, you know, from that perspective, you feel sorry for him. And he actually plays that role very well. Like, where it's like, okay. He grows up angry. He comes back to Africa, and they don't even accept him. Like, he actually kills the guy that they've been looking for for a long time. And by the way, this is, I mean, if you haven't watched the movie, <laughs> I know it's too late, but there's, there's going to be some spoilers. I'll probably put right. something in the beginning. But uh, basically, he, 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 does, he does the work, basically, for, you know. Um, T'Challa. For T'Challa, right? And they don't even accept him. They don't want. They actually don't want him there at all. Like they have him in like chains and all this stuff. And it's like, wow. Now imagine that in real life, mm-hmm. because if you think about it, it actually has happened. In real it life. happens exactly. It, that it already happened in real life. Yes. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was saying that that happens in real life, and and I'm so happy that they touched on that because like. The whole African-American thing, like, they were, African-Americans were here, not by choice. Mm-hmm. Just like um, right. Michael B. Jordan in the movie, it wasn't his choice to be here. It's just he's a victim of his circumstance. And then you have this tie to some distant thing. And this is how a lot of African-Americans feel, like they have this tie to Africa, but they don't really have a tie to Africa. You feel like you belong to something, but you can't really quantify or qualify what that something is. So, you know where that place is. You get there, and once you get there, the people are looking at you like, uh, who are you? And you're looking at them like, I look like you, but I don't sound like you. I don't have the same customs as you, that you do. And it's kind of like, in your mind, you want to marry the two, but it's impossible. And that's the same struggle that he had even coming back there. They're looking at him like, uh, okay, so you brought our biggest enemy. All right, so you have the birthmark that we all have, but we still look at you as an outsider. And that happens all the time. A lot of African-Americans want to go back to Africa because, you know, they have that tie to Africa. But then when they get mm-hmm. there, nobody's looking at you. No one's welcoming, welcoming you with open arms. Even when we go as Nigerian-Americans, they're looking at right. you like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, they know, we stick out like sore thumbs. Like, they can tell you're American even before you open your mouth because of that mm-hmm. divide. And so, like... I think that that was, like, a really, really powerful representation of that in the movie because, like, you, he had everything. You know, he even was yes. able to say his father's name. And, you know, he had the birthmark, and they were still looking at him like, ah, uh, yeah, no, you're not one of us, you know? And one yeah, can no, even I, argue, I don't want to get too, yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too political here, but one could even argue that his path for Wakanda was actually a better path. Yeah, okay, so let me, let me let me jump in. Let me let me before we go into yeah. into that. I I I because I, I see where you're going, Gene. You try to <laughs> also before we go into that. I, I did want want to bring up 
the aspect though. I think, you know, we're, we're coming on this call, like, you know, as, you know, NYP, you know, ongoing professionals, I think we, we, we do feel that a lot, even within, not even going back to Nigeria, even going to like our parents to a meeting, they're looking at mm-hmm. us like, okay, what is this about to say? Until we hit up with the, you know, okay, now we know. But even is it okay, okay, or is it like, oh, that was cute. No, exactly. no, no, no. Right. If, 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 if it's done legitimately and it's like, okay, we're really owning it, then it's like, oh, okay, this person, okay, he knows what he's doing, like, if he really owns it. And I, that's one of that's the thing I saw with, with, with Killmonger. It wasn't until he spoke the language and owned it and he said who I am. If he said who he was in English, he'd be like, whatever. But the fact that he said who he was in their language, that's what that was like, uh-huh, okay, this guy is someone now, you know? Like, that's what put him over, over the top. And I, and I think that your point about... Americans and even, you know, Africans born in America having that kind of disconnect is a very keen one. I think he hit the nail on the head. But that having mm-hmm. been said, just because he had a – he was displaced just because he was, um, you know, he felt like he was scorned, which is 100%, 100% true. I mean, this goes to your point, Gene. His cause does not necessarily validate or, – or his cause not necessarily validated just by the fact that he was – ostracized beforehand, you know? So I think that even though he was wronged by, you know, T'Challa's father in the past, T'Chaka, doesn't give him the right to then wrong others going forward. That, that's, that's my thought process about it. But you seem to feel like that he had a just cause. So I'll let you go in on that one. Oh, okay. Pass the grenade back to me. Okay. So um, the reason I say that is because I like how this director, uh, Ryan Coogler, he kind of like mystified the actual final result or actual, I guess, true strategy to what um, Killmonger was going to do, right? He said, you know, from the from the movie perspective, right? And I might have to go back and watch again, but from what I understood is he was trying to, you know, free people who were, you know, being oppressed, right? Just people in, uh, in uh, um, United States, just people in you know Europe, uh, even just Africa, the continent, being oppressed. So he's like, hey, why don't we take our resources, take them out, <clears throat> and help them help you know let them use this vibranium, and help them you know free themselves from this oppression, and actually be the nation that's on top, not this you know you know uh, world that's still living through the uh, the effects of imperial uh, imperialism. So he kind of just, he, like, I like how the director did it because he didn't really, he, I mean, he, he probably didn't have a choice. He couldn't really show the final end result or even show it as a dream or a vision. But just imagine what would have happened. Like, was it really that bad what he was, what he, what he was doing? Like, did, he, did they show him, like, actually killing, um, you know? No, I mean, I mean like, when, when, he, when he sent, like, at the end, when he sent those, those planes out, like, this, or, or do we know for a fact that he was going to actually kill people. Yes. His name is Kill his name is Killmonger. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's, it's still it's still a little, it's still a little muddy to the Yes. Okay, so okay, if it was a war, yes. I understand that. But to him, like his whole his whole history, he goes to Afghanistan, he goes to all these places, you know, as something from a war. There's a, there's always there's a cause for it. For this, this was a war, a war against oppression. So I mean, okay, if the, if I'll, if he felt there was a war, 
uh-huh. if you felt there was a, a situation where it called for, well, okay, okay, these people are being oppressed. I'm going to give them vibranium. If, you know, if they're still oppressed, you guys can do what you need to do to free yourselves. I mean, in that mm-hmm. aspect, is that necessarily I think the motive was good. I think the motive was good. And that's like that. I mean, it's a revolutionary thought. Like, okay, let me send these things out. But where were those planes going? Who's accepting these planes? Planes of the most, like, valuable, that's powerful uh, resource just flying out. So where? Whose hands are these going to get into? How can you regulate it? Like, you know, weapons of mass destruction was going into the world while he's still here. Where are you sending these planes to? Right, but the thing is, it was mystified because they didn't show the destination of those planes. Because there was none. It wasn't well thought out. No, 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 no. Guys, they spoke to it. it. It was well thought out, but it was well thought out to cause, to destroy the, the, and, and cause an uprising. So what, what the plan was, was he had, he had oper- operatives in a lot of different places around the world. They're going to send them these advanced vibrating weapons, and using those weapons, they're going to be able to overthrow whatever government or whatever people were there to help the people who were oppressed to over, overcome it and rise up from a militaristic standpoint. And that's why Wakabi, um, Danny Kaluuya's character, that's why he was on his side, because there was a dialogue between him and T'Challa when he was like, you know, we don't want these immigrants to come here because they're going to come here and they bring their problems. But if you want me to go out there and like rule these people, then I'm 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 down for that. That's what Wakabi had said in the movie. So when um, Michael B. Jordan came through offering that, that's why he ended up switching sides. He's like, okay, this guy killed the the claw guy who you guys couldn't kill. Now he's trying to do the thing that I think we should do: go out there and kind of you know wield our influence you know, through a militaristic standpoint, that's what he was offering. So that was the whole revolution to really uprise from a militaristic standpoint and take on people. And that's what the child said. He's like, if you become the oppressors, the people who oppressed you, you're just as bad. Like you're doing what the people who did the same thing to you, you're doing the same thing as they did. So you're no better than they are. And that was like the whole dialogue. And that's why, and I believe his mission and his vision of it. And, and I think um, T'Challa embraced it after the fact as well, but the way he was going about it, like Chichi, you make a good point. What if those weapons got in the wrong hands? What if they, they would have? It didn't work. Like it's, it's anarchy and chaos the whole time, which is why yeah. you know the Wakandans didn't want to give their vibranium because they felt like if it got into the wrong hands, look at Claw's weapon blowing up cars with a, with an arm gun. Like mm-hmm. those weapons can't get out in the wrong hands, and I think that that's the the gap there. Like the the vision is a is a nice one, but the execution of it was just too radical and just mm-hmm. would leave too many you know innocent dead bodies around. Yeah. Interesting. Even these oppressed people that gets into their hands, they don't know what to do with this thing and they're blowing themselves up. I don't know. I, I agree. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the two could have could have come together. Like T'Challa was more metered and like he's thinking things through, but the passion, Killmonger had the passion and the two needed to come together. Like I I felt like by the end of the movie, of course, T'Challa was like, okay, we, we need to do something. Like, we can't just be sitting up here in the ivory towers while everyone around us is, is just going down. And that was another point that I thought about in the movie was that, like, yeah, Wakanda was great, um, but it was, it's an isolated oasis mm-hmm. of greatness while yeah. everyone around you is suffering. Like, is that good? You know, like, is, is, is that what we should be doing? Um, and which, so I was so happy that at the very end um, that they decided, okay, yeah, let's go talk to the United Nations and let's see what we can do to wield this power, even even though they were still hating 
hating on them. Even at the very end, oh, what's a little farming village? What'd they say? What's a little fishing village? What do you have to offer us? Like, see? Still doubting. But then I was happy at the very end when they were... Exactly. (laughs) They should have said him. I was like, I was happy at the very end that, yeah, like, it's like, okay, we need to do something. Like, let's go into the communities. Like, we have to do that. You can't just be sitting in your perfect oasis while the rest of the world is crumbling around you. That's not responsible either. And and that's why I think, you know, when when I saw the movie, when he said that, he was like, you know, we we have to come to the world. We have to, you know, in times of crisis, you know, we we, we need to build bridges, not not barriers or walls, whatever it can be. Like, I thought that was like a blatant shot at the whole, like, you know, America first and, like, the whole immigration things that are happening now. I feel like, Whoa. you know, Hulu did a really good good job of, like, subtly hiding that in there and saying, like, hey, we have to come together and help people in this world if we're going to, you know, continue to move forward. So I really like the way he kind of slid that in there without it being heavy-handed. But he's like, okay, mm-hmm. I see you did there, Ryan. Like, I see how you did it there. Like, it was a really nice way of, of, of using that analog um, of, you know, our country, what we're dealing with now. And I think you made the point, Chidi. So much is happening in our country now, not only with black people, but with, like, Mexican immigrants, with Muslim American, like, with so many different things. This was a perfect storm movie for all those issues. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Kubrick mm-hmm. did a really good job as a director of adding all those things in there in a way that didn't seem preachy, but it really, like, it hits you and it made you think. Like, I've been thinking about this movie, like, every single day because of all the themes that were within it. So it was really, there really a lot. well done. There were a lot. And even still, like, the whole immigration thing like Wakanda was how Amer- how America's wanting to be like oh we don't want these immigrants coming in here let's mm-hmm. close our borders right. down oh no 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 like we're doing fine mm-hmm. over here don't come over here but like in an African set with setting which is ridiculous because that just flips everything that we know of like mm-hmm. how America's set up on its head you know yeah right so- so I'm, still, I'm still unpacking. I'm still unpacking. I'm still unpacking. So this, this, this is why I like I like that character because, you know, it's it's very rare you see a superhero movie where the where the superheroes actually learn more from the villains. You know, mm. you see a villain just you just beat the crap out of the villain and they're gone, right? But this, <laughs> you know, the whole the whole world actually learned a lot from them. So it was it was, it was crazy. It was it was it was good, well played. Um, you know, obviously there's still there's still plenty of things to to argue. Like I understand what you guys are saying, but I still think it was just a little still too misty. Um, what that, that no final one, no, look would have been. No what do y'all think about? Like around Kamanga, like you know, one thing I realized on Kamanga, I was like watching some like um uh like discussion about it, and some guy had watched the movie like a bunch of times, so he noticed it. I didn't notice it when I watched it, but now when I watch the movie again, I'm gonna see. You know the intro, like little like introduction um, cartoon in the museum. Oh, never mind. No, that was that was actually like um, Sterling K-, uh, K. Brown, the guy from This Is Us. That was him talking to a young Michael B. Jordan about like home. So like that story that his father was telling him in the beginning that we all heard. That was a story that he heard over and over again from his father, which is why he was like so like mystified with Wakanda going into it. And like at the end, he's like, "My dad told me all these stories because that intro story was." his dad telling him the story. When I heard that, I was like, what? Was that really the case? Did you guys catch that? Did you guys notice mm-hmm. that what at do all? You, what do you mean? That that opening montage in the very, very beginning mm-hmm. of like, this is Wakanda was actually the story that Michael B. B. Jordan's dad was telling him as a kid. It was, it was him talking to him. Was that Sterling K. Brown's voice? 
that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I want to confirm that. That's what someone had said online. I'm like, oh no, I never noticed that, but I wasn't like paying attention for it. So I want to watch the movie again to see if that's the case. But I was wondering if you guys caught that at all. But I, I thought that that was inferred that that was a story that he had told. Like when he went back in the like the dream sequence, not the dream sequence, but when he gets buried and goes back to the ancestors and they show how he found the books and then that's how the dad was educating him about who he was. Like I thought that was inferred. Yeah, no, I I didn't mm. caught that. I, I thought that it was like uh, T'Chaka t- telling T'Challa the story in the past or just like some random story. I didn't really like connect it as much that that was like actually, you know, Killmonger getting that story from his death. Mm-hmm. So, so while, we're on Killmonger, while we're still on Killmonger, what about his dad? You know, the the, the way he was, you know, you know, gunned down and whatever. Like, I wish they was, had some, you know, another actor he was, for that. He was, he was, he was just killed right bad apple but bad from apple. his but okay so why do you think he was a bad apple <laughs> bad apple doesn't fall far from a the rogue. tree <laughs> bad apple where's he going what, what, why are you helping this claw guy what why this crazy crazy guy like why are you helping him come on he's, he's reckless he's reckless wait why is who helping who i'm trying to understand who so, um uh michael b jordan's dad was the one who uh-huh. helped um, uh, get into what kind of he's the one who, yeah, he's the one who got the vibranium and was giving mm. it to Crawl. <laughs> Claw. Exactly. That's the only thing that I, I never really understood, like why, how the, the whole Claw dynamic, like why is this guy involved? Like I, I, what do you mean? Why is he involved? He yeah, why is he involved? A white man? Why did they, why did they need, why did they need him? him? Yeah, I understand that, but why why did they need him to steal the resources? I mean, I, th- I think it was it was a couple of reasons. I think the first reason is that he is like Black Panther's main antagonist in the comic, or one of the main antagonists in the comic. So the, you have to have him in the movie. Like to have the movie without having Claw in it is kind of a disservice. So, you know, and they had him in a previous movie, so they had to pay that off. I think that's the, the first portion. But I think the second portion is, like, you know, they had to also help Michael B. Jordan get access to kind of, like, build their trust. And him bringing Claw, the guy who stole the vibranium in the past, was a good entry point to serve as, you know, a good springboard for, for Michael B. Jordan's character. So I think, you know, those two things were, were, were important. I think also the third portion is, like, you needed some of these, like, white characters to mm-hmm. help Colonizer. around the movie and help you feel like, okay, you're explaining to me what I'm watching. Because if I'm, if I'm watching it as like a white person or someone who doesn't really know what's going on, it's like, what's happening in this world? And then as you ask that question to yourself, one of those characters asked a question, like the other white guy was like, hey, you know, how do you guys have all this stuff? Okay, now I can explain it to you, audience members. Like it kind of is like a way to get that exposition, you know, via these characters and like, you know, connect into it a little bit more closely. So I think those are kind of some of the reasons why they incorporated uh, that character. And I, and I liked him. I actually wish that he didn't die. I wish that he brought him back, like, alive, and that he was, like, you know, in prison somewhere there, and then, like, broke out towards the end and escaped. Like, I, I really liked, you know, Claw. No, I, I wanted him to die. He needed to go. I wanted him to die. He needed to go. Get out of here. Like, what is he doing? Crazy. <laughs> too crazy. Exactly. You need that crazy good. character. You need yes, that crazy character. We need him to die. That's what we need. So he died, and I'm happy with that. 
Yeah. I was like, oh no. I was so mad about well, actually we didn't even touch on the um because there's now like okay, we talked about African Americans versus Africans, but like now there's like people saying that how African Americans are now all bigging up Africa when back in the day they used to call us African booty scratches and now everybody wants to be from Wakanda. What do y'all think about that? So this is the same all on me. No. Yeah, yeah, this is a, this is the same this is the same thing we were talking about before. Like, you know, they're they're wearing the CDs now, whatever, which is which is cool. But why? First of all, um, you know, these African Americans are Africans, right? Um, you know, we're also Africans. Uh, people born in Africa, they're they're definitely African. But the thing is, why is there a, like a, a a visible separation between these three? Groups, African Americans, the Africans in the diaspora, in the diaspora, and the people in Africa. Like, why can't there just be unity across the board? Like, something like exactly. this, where a movie comes out and people actually, exactly. you know, want to feel prideful about where they're from. Exactly. Why does it have to come with, okay, oh, now you're prideful? Come on, get out of here. Or like, wh- when you're wearing something fake, no, get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not necessary. Like, this is a time where all we should all be like, yes, good. Y'all seen it? Let's all, okay, now let's all move together. But no, mm-hmm. it always has to be crabs in a barrel. Oh, now y'all want to shut up. It's not necessary. Yeah, let, like, let that we're hurt all go. together. Like, exactly. It's like the black dollar, not the African dollar, not the African-American dollar, the black dollar. We all came out to support this thing. And like, like it's not, I just think it's, it's unnecessary. Like that whole dialogue now, like, oh, well, remember back in the day, like what? Why are we talking about that? Like, okay, yeah, they're educated now. There's more exposure now. Isn't this what you wanted? Why are you bringing this up again? You know what I mean? Like, I hate, I hate hearing that or seeing that. Mhm. I agree. What do you think, Ike? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's, 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 it's annoying. Like, I mean, and I can see why people are frustrated. They're like, okay, I've been big up in like Africa. I've been, you know embracing my heritage because there's no other way around it this whole time you guys didn't appreciate it now like the mainstream media wants to appreciate it now you're appreciating it like there is a frustration there definitely so i definitely understand people's you know frustration with it also questioning like is it really authentic you really care or are you just on board because it's cool now so like i get that questioning but at the same time it's like we are all in this together like i always tell my dad this you know i'm black even though I'm, you know, we have the Nigerian heritage and also like that, people in this world will look at me first as a black man before they realize I'm a Nigerian, you know. So we are all in this together. So we have to be able to build each other up, strengthen each other, and move forward in that way. Um, so I think it's, it, the message actually came in the movie, too. Like, you've got to let that anger go. Like, it, it's hard sometimes, and it's frustrating, but you have to let that go to move things forward. And, and I think that's what um, the we as Nigerians have to do as well. If anyone asks a dumb question, we can't be like, oh, look at this, you know, American, whatever. We have to say, hey, actually, that's not how things are, but here's how things are. Because, you know, we, if we don't educate people, they will not be educated. You know, they'll still think that Africa is this or that. So I think it's a really good opportunity now that people are interested to really educate them in the right way. So, you know, I think it's a good opportunity for us. Yeah, the media is always a great form of a catalyst for any type of, you know, social change or whatever. Because, you know, let's look at it like Black Panther. This is a, the first, I would say the first, time that a black movie that depicts Africa shows it in a futuristic kind of 
state where it's a technical, uh, technical powerhouse, a military powerhouse, a resource uh, powerhouse, economic powerhouse, um, all these things that, you know, we're probably not used to seeing, right? So, you know, from that standpoint, it's like, imagine, you know, back in the day when people saw Star Wars, Star Wars, or people saw The Matrix. And from those movies, we're starting to see some of that stuff being implemented, you know, now, which is, which is crazy. Because it allows people to dream. You know, for, for a long time, I feel like, you know, as a, you know, a black man, you know, we, we didn't really have anything to dream or look really look up to other than our careers, you know, or, you know, films like The Matrix that didn't really, you know, have us, you know, our type of people in it. So now, for the first time, we kind of have that type of movie. And it's like, okay, now it's, I guess it's okay to dream big, to dream as mm-hmm. you know, Africa is in a, in a good light. And I just feel so bad that, you know, when people actually want to come out and, feel happy about it that they're kind of getting shut down and it's on both mm-hmm. sides I'm not, I'm not even going to say it's just african african-american it's also vice versa like I- all right well mm-hmm. um just going forward with the discussion what did you guys think about the casting of the roles well i'll start michael b jordan i thought overacted and I might go. be in the minority here, but I think yes. he overacted. Like, how? I don't know. Like, I felt like I kind of like a bit of subtlety when it comes to a villain and when it comes to um, those strong parts. But he was just like, we knew everything that he, like, there was no intrigue for me with him. It was just like, I'm your king now. Hey, auntie. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I thought he was doing the most. And then the last, the very, very last line that he said was, just seemed very forced to me as well. Like, oh, if I die, make sure you bury me with my ancestors, that blah, 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 this run-on sentence. I don't know. I just, I thought that he did good. That was powerful. I thought he was powerful, did actually. I thought it was powerful. I thought it was, I it was, too. I don't think it was delivered properly. Um, with, mm. the perfect, with the perfect cadence. Some people might see the last of him at that point. Some people yeah, might see the like last of him at that point. It, it wasn't delivered properly. Like, these are these are the things that you're supposed to say with a certain cadence, with a certain power. And it's like, you're saying this okay. run-on sentence, this run-on sentence, like, wait. It kind of seems like, oh, let me, let me force this sentence. Let me force this sentence in before I die. Like, no, you're not Just really dying. This is, a, this is a movie. Like, you don't force that, like, rush that sentence forward. So I thought I thought he overacted. I do think he's a good actor, but I think he overacted doing the most. Part. I think he did okay. the most of this movie. So for him, I would give him a B, a strong B for his Michael performance. B. Michael, Michael B. That's the B. That's what that B was for. That's what Negative. that B was for. <laughs> I like how he acted. I thought he I'll did like I'll give him a solid A. I think. Oh, also, no, no, no. I think Are you grading on a curve? Like, no, I would give him an A. I would give him an A. Okay, also, let them speak. Let them describe why they're giving him an like, A. I think because of even the character that how he was playing, like the forgotten child, it's almost like you forgot about me, so I'm going to make sure I come through with a certain level of force. 
that's why I felt like it could have been seen as overacting or it could have just been seen as someone who was forgotten or someone who was just left behind and acting like, you know, I don't exist or you don't know me. And now it's time for me to come through and make sure you feel every bit of my presence. It almost reminds me of the, like, middle child syndrome, but that's something else. But, like, that's why I felt like he was, like, every scene he was in, like, you saw him. He made sure, or maybe they designed his character that way that, you know, you made sure you felt his presence in every single scene that he was in. So I thought it was, I thought it was appropriate, and I thought he acted very well. Including the yeah. last last statement, I love the last statement. You know, granted, I'll bury me with my ancestors, so I don't have to stay in bondage or you know learn your ways after you forgot about me for several years on purpose. It's like the black sheep of a family. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I love and this this sure this multiple <laughs> this multiple mm-hmm. reasons why reasons why I'll give him an A. You know, the number one reason is. You know, like his muscles. It's, it's very rare that you know a villain actually teaches. Did the you good say guys. muscles? <laughs> his, that's why a bearer likes him. The muscles. Yeah, yeah. I did so not that's, mention that's number muscles one. at all. I was, we I'll mention it for you. Ahead. I'll mention that for you, bearer. <laughs> and then number two. If you're gonna mention muscles, pure, 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 pure physicality. Like he, he, like on on all levels, like physicality in terms of just uh, looks. And physicality in terms of the role, because he almost basically—I I mean, I would say—he kind of dwarfed Chad Boswick's, uh, you know, role in the movie. Like, you know, I knew I knew T'Challa was in the movie. Like, I knew he was the main character. But when Killmonger is on that screen, it's a different tone. It was clearly different. So, and I think he was the like no other character brought that type of intensity, you know, to it. And then also, you have to also remember like. You know, we're thinking of it, you know, well, I'm not going to assume, but, you know, we're, we're thinking of it kind of like from a African, you know, bias. You know, imagine someone that's completely, you know, dis- disenfranchised from Africa, like yeah. an African-American here, right? They would, I know for a fact, they would completely be on board with whatever Michael B. Jordan or Killmonger was saying. They probably felt that same way. And I noticed that in the theaters, like, there are people, you know, African-Americans and, you know, when uh, certain scenes would come on with Michael B. Jordan, you know, they, they would just have that, that look like they would be really interested. So, I mean, I, that's why I give them A. I mean, it's, and I, there's, I there's that, other no, things, but, but I, those are the main the points. The things that you're saying are the way the, the character was written. Like, the, I have no problem with what was said. I have no problem with what was written. I have a problem with the delivery. That's what I have hmm. a problem with. Um, I, I, I I don't know. I, I just, I couldn't. But can you, can you, can you replace him with any other actor then? I've done a a better job. Yeah. No one. Keep talking. I'm thinking, what what do you mean? No one. I just have to (laughs) think about it. Two seconds of thinking, like. What do you mean? So I'm gonna no save your time. Any... I'm gonna save your time, Chidi. There's no one. <laughs> There's no one that can play good. that role. What? Mm. Are you kidding? I don't know. Go ahead, keep talking. I'm thinking about who could have played that no, role. No, my thought that's about him, though. Again, I I, I I give him less than you guys. I don't give him an A because the A's reserved for the other characters in the movie who <laughs> I think are more deserving than A. But I think I give him a B plus. And this is like why who? I think that. I think we'll get to that. I think that the, the mm-hmm. biggest thing with him that I liked is his 
believe it. Like when he shot his girl through Killmonger, I mean through uh, shot his girl to get to Claw. I'm like, okay, this guy's serious. This guy is really like he's about his mission. Whatever it is, his missions would fit. And I I felt that intensity on that mission. Um, I did feel like whenever he was on screen, I liked the way that they changed the tone. Even when he became king, when they like started playing hip hop music in Wakanda, I was like, oh, this is different. Like. It was a really good way of doing that. But again, I think that's part of the directing, less of of him as well. Acting. He was directed well for the most part, but there were some exactly. things that were missing from him. One thing was he he did come off he didn't come off as calculated as I would have liked. Like his plan looked felt a little bit haphazard. Um, it just and I, yeah. I would like to see more like calculation and and more like plotting and be like you know I've been thinking about this or like this and that's why I did this and that's why I did this and then this like mapping it out a little bit more. But like, I think that, I think that was intentional. Be, no, but but I think that no, that, no. that was a, that did a disservice to the character. It made him seem less like it was superficial. Dressed. Like there was no depth yeah. to the character, and that's what that I was, was talking that about. Was, like, I there was like no they, time to build. It's a movie. And then, one but, movie. What, yeah, but but I think well, I think one there is characters part characters, one, yeah. and then two, when you're coming off like an immature, like an emotionally based villain, like you're trying to, you know, you forgot about me. That's the whole theme I got from him. So it's almost right. like even a child who's still suffering. So to me, it's like a level of immaturity. So that's why everything seemed really spastic. And, you know, when he was doing certain things, it, did, it didn't seem well thought out. So it kind of... But, and I, I, I hear you, I you on that. that. It, was 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 it did show some concerning. background of him being strategic. Like, he was in the military. He's like, he was in the top... Well, all these top military organizations, like, number one. And not just kills. I mean, obviously, to, to kill people like that, like, you have to be strategic, I, I mean, I would say. And then, obviously, the the whole plan to kill Claw, bring him to the Wakandans, and then, um, you know, get uh, sent in as a prisoner, and then convince them by speaking their language, and then actually convince them to actually having a uh, a battle to, mm-hmm. to, for the title of exactly a challenge. Like, that's not just strategic. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know, that, that's kind of nitpicky. He could have still yeah, had again, and I think, I think that was, that was my, my feeling to it. And, and also, I think my, my biggest point, though, my big, biggest gripe with him was at the ending. I think that was a real opportunity to, like, close it and, and show some higher level of emotion there and really pull it through. And, and I, I didn't feel it in that, in that scene. As I said, like, people exactly. started laughing started laughing when it happened, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's a shame. That, that yes. was the biggest opportunity where he could have really landed it. And I think I would, have, I would have forgiven some other things, but at that point, if he really landed it, and even a little bit more, more emotion, he's like, they took everything from me. Like, they're not, like, not going to take anything again. Like, just really getting into it and, like, looking at, 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 mm-hmm. at T'Challa and being like, hey, it's up to you now. Like, you know, I'm not going to be here, but you've got, like, just more there. And I, and I think, again, part, part might be the writing, part might be, his delivery of what was written, but that part is the part that really needs to sink in. And and for people to, in my theater to like laugh and feel like, oh, that was corny, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I feel like I understand. And I and I bet you're bringing up really good points about like the immaturity of the, the immaturity of the character and like that feeling, like that blind rage that doesn't lend to a well thought out plan or a well you know calculated uh, approach. But I also feel like it's in the delivery, Michael B. Jordan's delivery. Like I felt like the character, like, like what I can saying, like there was, there was something lacking. There was some depth that was lacking. We got the angry part. We got that. But like there was, there's, there's supposed to be more layers to that character. It shouldn't just be, Oh, like we felt the force and the power of like, there should be a vulnerability there. There should be more depth to that, that character that was missing. And that's why that last line didn't land because 
we didn't have that all along. Like all we had was whenever he comes on stage, he's a force yelling, 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 cursing, cursing. So then when you do come to that point where that's a higher level of acting where the subtleties are involved, that's when, that's why it fell flat. So that's why. You know who gave you, you know who gave you depth? And again, and I, I think Chad, Chad was just, he just, he's just such a good actor that I think we take it for granted just how well he does all those different things. Because of the subtleties. Yeah, because of the subtleties, I think we take it for granted. But one character that I think that did it really well was um, Okoye, the um, the head of the Dora Milaje. Yep. She mm-hmm. was fantastic in terms of, especially yep. right when, when Killmonger won. And they were like, yo, mm-hmm. you need to leave. She's like, I can't leave. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm loyal to the throne. Like, that, like you felt her pain. You saw that her pain. Is, you yes. saw her right. conflict. Yes. And I'm like, yes. yes. Get it, girl. Yes. Get it. Yes. You better act. Yes. You better act. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, she's getting it. You felt the pain. You bring that person. She was a supporting character. But she was brought up to the top. Like, that's an A-plus performance because we saw so many layers. Like, she's a warrior. Yeah, a warrior is not supposed to show – you're not supposed to show a chink in your armor. But we saw that even through her strength. We saw there was a weakness there, and it wasn't overdone. It was something that mm-hmm. you as the audience, you drew from that. We, I couldn't draw anything from Michael B. Jordan's character because it was, everything was wow. laid out for me of <laughs> anger and hurt. Yes, it was laid out. It was laid out. But it's like when you really start reaching past, when you really start reaching past, and like that point, and I'm happy that IK brought that up because that was the point in the movie where I was just like, yes, like <laughs> she's she shown. She, she, she really came through with that part. Because that was, yeah, that was when it was like, ooh, like what would I do mm-hmm. if, I, if that was, if, if I was do? in that situation? Exactly. What would I do? You know, but like we all knew what we would do if we were Michael B. Jordan. Yes, we will come back. And, like, there was no complexity to the character, which is why I was just like, eh, all right. He did well. Did you feel like he was more predictable? Of course. like like his character. Yeah, he was was a force. Yeah, we got that force. Mm -hmm. Like, but we needed a little bit more. And and even to the point of Chadwick, like, yeah, he he yelled at some points. At some points he was was quiet. And there were some points where he was passionate. And there were some points where he was, Embarrassed, you know what I mean? Like there was depth to the character, and yes, that has to do with the writing, but that also has to do with the acting and doing mm-hmm. nonverbal cues, and you know, it just there's a lot that goes into it that I think that Michael B. Jordan lost in this character. Ouch. Yeah. And, and, and to go back to, to Chadwick, people, people were, I, I saw people saying that he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't angry enough. Where was his anger? All this stuff like that. You know, you you have to. He they was humble. No, but they, they also like had to keep, keep it consistent within the world that they built. In the previous exactly. movie, Captain America Civil War, this guy was just angry the whole movie, Ch- chasing the guy who he thought killed his dad, just angry the whole movie. And at the end of the movie, he was like, never again will I be consumed by revenge. Like, this thing mm-hmm. has consumed him. It's consumed everyone else. Like, look at, look at the place around me. I almost killed, you know, innocent guy just because of this revenge thing. And never again. So his character arc in this movie is coming from there, where he doesn't want to be that guy anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think for the people who gave him a hard time, you know, they had to keep it consistent with the arc that he went through. Cause in the previous movie, he was Mr. Rage, anger, chasing people around, trying to kill people without mm-hmm. asking any questions. So that's the, the distinction, distinction there. They probably didn't see that movie. <laughs> they had that commentary. Yeah. yeah Matthew didn't see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> They've seen one Marvel movie and it was Black Panther. Done and done. Like, where's his rage? Where's his rage? Michael B. Jordan. Like, rage. Clearly. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not giving Chad a bad grade or anything like that. I'll give him. I'll give him a B. 
but I just feel. Whoa, 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 Chadwick as well, so I will give wow. I will give B. Uh, he deserved an A too because he had a lot of depth to his character. You saw his soft side when oh, he froze, that? and she was like, "Don't freeze." Hi. You saw many different sides. You saw, you know, the, <laughs> when he was subtlety, so good. I forgot about it. Please, yeah, forgot about it though. Like we can't forget, like he's a king, like he, yeah. that, like that regalness that shown exactly. like he had, he had a presence to him every time he came on the, into the stage. I felt like there was a presence there. There was like, okay, this is a king that's trying to look out for the best for his people. Like there was a responsibility that you saw every time he came onto the screen. I think he deserved an A. I would Honestly. agree with that. Yeah, I and I thought that, and I thought that of all the accents, I thought his was the most consistent. Mm-mm, I don't agree with that. Mm. <laughs> no, the accent his would waver from time to time. I don't know what. I thought his was the most consistent. Was. The, best, the, best, the, the only one who was Mbaku. most consistent was Mbaku. had the best accent. Yeah, he had the best but accent. But I'm like, Mbaku just... had the best accent, but Mbaku's accent was West African. So I'm like, what is exactly. West African <laughs> accent? Where is West African accent coming from when the country is in Southeast Africa? That, that was by design, though. So so he, he while I was reading an article, his thing was that he studied a you know West Africa because the Jabari tribe was supposed to be different than the other tribes because they, they isolated themselves. So they wanted to have a different accent from there, and, he, and they chose a West African accent. So that's why his accent was different. And again, I think West African accent is easier to mimic than an East African accent. So, yes. you know, while I give him credit for it because he did it well, and I, I was like, this guy, Ebo, like, what is he? he? Like, he just sounded like any Ebo man I like, can see. Yeah. <laughs> but like an uncle. But um, but yes. I think the West African, East African accent, South African accent is East a lot African harder. African accent like, is so very, like, very difficult to maintain yeah. through a whole movie. Yeah. Yes, that Mbaku, uh, that's yeah. another possible A for me. He had limited Ooh. roles, but they were extremely impactful roles. Yeah, they yeah. were. Comedic like, timing. He's one of the more memorable characters out of all the supporting yeah. roles. He's one yeah. of the more memorable characters. Everybody's like, oh. Everybody can quote his like, lines that he did say. The very few lines he did have throughout the entire movie, you can quote most mm-hmm. of them. You remember mm-hmm. all his scenes. You're like, because he, he was definitely a presence. Mm-hmm. You know, I not only because a, of his stature, but just everything. You gave him an A, Mike. No. For forget, forgetting <laughs> choked, choked out in the beginning of the movie. He got, he got choked out. Wow. So, so that's, that's the <laughs> other. That's <laughs> the other thing. Yeah, that is sad. He got chat. He got chat. Both he basically choking out. He, he saved me. the king. He didn't just throw his body back into the water. Wait, are we giving the actors? Is it the storyline or the actor that we're giving? Chadwick, Chadwick <laughs> had no herb. Slim Chadwick had no herb and, and choked this big this big guy out. Go sit down. Go sit down. That can It doesn't matter. Exactly. I'm like, it is about your technique. And he Go did not down. have the technique at first, so that's how he got choked. So easily. <laughs> so let's let's, let's, <laughs> keep, moving, let's keep moving through this, the cast here. So uh, the next guy is uh, 
Bukwabi. Bukabe? Yeah, the guy from Get Out. Uh, I'm Daniel mad at his Kaluuya. accent. I'm mad at Daniel. He didn't have accent. one for real. He did. He's supposed to. I'm like, you can't. Your parents are Ugandan. All you no, he have was to born. Do, he's also born in Uganda. All he so. has to do is channel his relatives. That's all he, he has to do. He failed. I'm like, failed. okay. <laughs> Why am I hearing your hey. British accent? You know what, what what creeped me out actually is you know the when they were doing the challenge and everyone's like doing that shoulder shrug thing. Every time they oh, came yeah. to him, I was like, What when the hell? Don't do that me? again. I was like, Don't do that again, me? please. <laughs> yeah, he was like <laughs> something was wrong. Something was obviously was wrong. Us. Yes, he oh, was no. off beat. <laughs> and I'm, I, I wasn't I didn't feel any chemistry between him and Okoye. I know there's what they didn't there was some unsung Agreed. untold Agreed. Like, I didn't see it the what? They they should have so done it, an additional scene with them together to establish their relationship. I I don't think yeah. it was established strong enough. Just one it off. It wasn't established them. strong enough, and it's just like, what is this small man doing with this large warrior woman? Like, nah. <laughs> just because you what say my love. Done? Just because you say my love, no, man, don't mean nothing, huh? What they should have done was sword. before before she went to Korea. They should have had a one quick scene with her about to leave, talking about she's about to leave, and he'd be like, I wish I, I was the one going out. We should be the one going out. Like, they should have had one no. scene like that to establish the fact that he no. wants to go out, feels, that they love each oh, other. there's a love quick, interest. Yeah. Yeah, no, quick short scene. I think, quick. no, I don't agree. That was no. soft and heroic. No, as general, no. I don't think <laughs> that was What do you necessary. mean, no? What? No. <laughs> the, ending, the ending no. was about? No. What? No, I mean, granted, they had love, but I felt like what? that kind of scene. Oh, let's 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 have a you know a couple scenes. I kind of feel like that was soft in her a little bit, and I liked her exactly how she was. Granted, I didn't really believe in their chemistry until the very end, when the rhino licked her face and was like, "Oh, I'm not going to kill my master. What are you doing?" But no, I think the chemistry wasn't there. But I don't think they should have a couple role. That would yeah, that would uh, yeah but uh, highlight that like not that kind of couple role maybe the, a different kind but definitely not I'm about to go to Korea and it should be us no no no, no I don't agree with no that. but I'm saying though not that it should be us it establishes his motives because Wakabe I always felt like he switched gears it was it was it was a little fast that they they hinted at it but I think they could have hinted at it a little bit more with that so like to see why he he converted to Michael B Jordan's side so quickly like you know i'm going to korea to get this guy you know make sure you get him back i should be going out there like no you, you need to be here with our people like you know just just that dynamic where you see their culture you see their relationship but then you also see like their ideologies too so it's and i don't think it has to be overtly romantic no. like i don't think you need exactly. to do that which is where the subtleties come in like there needed exactly. to be some kind of exchange that okay mm-hmm. you know like these there's something more that there's a caring they, they care about each other more than just, oh, we're two people mm-hmm. in the king's court. And I don't think it, it didn't need to be overtly romantic, and I don't think that they would have written it that way, and I don't think that either of the actors yeah. would have played it off that way, especially exactly. that Okoye character. Like, she would have known how to make that character into something more. And even with even with um, with um, T'Challa's character and Lupita's character, like, they didn't, there wasn't an overt, like, oh, my gosh, like, I love you so much. Like, there wasn't any of that. Like, there was a subtlety mm-hmm. in the way they they had their love as well, which is like, oh, that's my man. Like, I'm going to look out for him. But there wasn't any real strong, like, oh, this is, like, pure romance. There was no scenes like that. 
So what, what score Except would you give him? Give him a, a B, a B, B plus, C. He gets a B plus. A B plus. He gets a B. He gets a B. Yeah, I give him. Wait, hold I give, on. I give him a, 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 a well, B, as B minus. The role. I B minus. I I I would I would rank him on there over Danny Gluya. I have to double click yeah. with on on Chidi real quick. Hold on. What's you the problem? This guy, you give this guy a B plus. So you give Michael B. Jordan a B. What? Yes. <laughs> What's the problem? All right, that's 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 your word. Okay. That's my let's, word. Let's move on. Let's move, let's move on. on. Uh, so Lupita, excellent. A. A. I don't think about it. She was great. A plus. She was great. I'm happy to have you. Was glowing. Really beautiful. Yeah, she was great. Skin was glowing. She was looking scrumptious. Regal, 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 regal. She was glowing. Yeah, that that was that was that was awesome. Regal, she was a queen. Yeah, she's a queen. Like, don't put anyone, don't put anybody else in that role. I don't Mm want to see no Paula Patton. I don't want to see. No, Negative. Gabrielle Union. Absolutely I don't not. Want to see it. We need a queen. We need a queen, and that's what they delivered. Thank you very much. No one else to play that role. Moving on. So this is just just to just to uh, just to stay on the topic just a little little longer. So Lupita, right? The, I always hear within you know women, African American women, she's a dark skinned woman, right? So did you guys notice the lack of light skinned women on this? Other than yeah, uh, Killmonger's wife, I mean, uh, well, his girlfriend, whatever. But other than that, yeah. Any any others? Now was was that was that even was that even calculated that light skin side piece? Well, I'm not gonna take it to no. another level. Anyway, I think I'll be going too much too deep. I think it's important. I don't think any. I think I think everything was intentional in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think too. so too. I think it was even the choice of girlfriend. Ooh. Even the choice of girlfriend. Well, she was know. just she wasn't really a girlfriend. She was more of a prop, you know. Because in Killmonger, yeah, run, intentional. Like we said, she was, you know, he had very clear intentions and very calculated up until he got to the throne. And then he just seemed like just to be doing things to be doing. <laughs> she was just wow. a prop. She burn all prop. these plants. Really... What are you burning the plants for? And if it was a you burning plants, that was bad. That was actually else. bad. Yes. But that was Burn that them was, all. That was his, that was his acting. Lines. No. Acting. I think. I think they have more plans somewhere else. Burn I them think, all. You can't, you can't show. Think, you can't show everybody. Everyone who's grooming the sacred plant that gives you your powers. You. Everybody can't know where that is. Come on. Yeah, you know, have, that was the first time. More somewhere else. That was the first time I said, what the hell, during the movie. When he burned those plants for hearts or whatever, I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> gee, gee. Terrible, what, what did he say? Terrible, terrible acting. Burn them no, all. No, it wasn't acting. It was writing. It was, it was writing. He still gets an A. All right, let's move There's on. There's more. Right? What? Oh, what's, what's I was going on? Zuri, Forrest. There's some more. <laughs> well, okay, so Forrest Whitaker, Zuri. What's, what's the no. score I left him. I like do you say do you say do you talk about my girl Shuri or are you talk about this useless Zuri? <laughs> Zuri, he said Zuri. Useless Zuri. Zuri. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll save he my comments for my girl useless? my girl Shuri. I'll wait my save my comments. All right, Forrest Whitaker, C. Who are you talking about? You Forrest gave him a C. Zuri. Yeah, C. <laughs> you gave him a C. Oh, that's C. Why is that too high? Why? 
No. I gave who? I gave um. What's his name? I gave Daniel uh, a D. I gave four sort of grades. See, I'm I'm giving realistic grades here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. What? So C for four sort of grades. Any other any other grades for any other grades for my man Forrest? He gets a B minus. No. I mean, he had wow. such a, he had a significant slash almost insignificant role that I I don't think stop, that is let's worth stop talking great. about not Forrest Whitaker not, not Forrest Whitaker though the, I wanted uh, gotta play, I wanted Lou gotta play the I wanted Lou Gossett Jr. in that role oh I the young Forrest Whitaker <laughs> Wait, hold on the young okay, Forrest Whitaker. Who are we talking the about? Young, the young Zuri. The young <laughs> Zuri did better than Forrest Whitaker. Like I said, he had an insignificant role. Like, he literally was yeah. a supporting, supporting, supporting actor. Yeah, like he was that. a support of the support. <laughs> he was a support, support, support. I don't think it's worth grading him, okay. to be honest. So let's, let's, let's was... go to the real character, Shuri. Then. Yeah. The sister. Oh, my girl, Shuri. What hey. are those? Wait, wait, wait. Before hey, we go funny. to her, because she's significant. Hated that. Before we go to her. Oh, Did we snap. grade okay. Sterling Brown yet? Ooh, blah, terrible. What? You didn't like Sterling Brown? No, no. I'm like. Oh, oh in the beginning, yes. Baby brother? I did. I, like I did. This I is not I believable. I love Randall. Go sit down, Randall. <laughs> Randall. Go sit down. That's not the terrible casting. This is us terrible casting. Terrible casting. It was beautiful like, casting. Yeah, I loved it. Yes. I'll give him a A minus. Did he have on yeah, his glasses? Did no, he have on his glasses? No, never. No. Exactly. I almost didn't recognize him. I didn't realize that he didn't have his glasses on because he was playing the role of Randall. I didn't no, know. no, he definitely wasn't. That's a good answer. <laughs> that's, that's a good answer. That's, 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 that's your that bias on that one. I, I thought, I thought he did a good job. I thought like he delivered the lines with good emotion. I thought his accent was okay as well. Like I, I, I liked Sterling K. Brown. So I think so knowing that Sterling he's Randall, K. Brown, it does take you Sterling out. K. Brown was believable <laughs> as an Oakland gangbanger. I'm sorry. Anyone? <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. yeah he, he, he wasn't like hide the straps. Like he wasn't enunciating all his words. He was fun. I would have wanted my uncle. Yeah. I want uncle Idris in that role. I would have been happy with my uncle. That would have been that. If he wasn't a part, that would been If he wasn't a part of the of the Marvel superhero universe already, Uncle Idris would have done that justice. Yes, he would. Come on. It would have been, been a small role though. But he, he would have been memorable. Yeah, no, I, again, I, I, Sterling K. Brown's role for me was a surprise. Again, I knew he was in the movie. didn't know what role he had. When I saw him, I saw how he was delivering it, the emotion. Then when he came back at the end, like, again, I, I thought he did a really good job. I thought, I thought he, was, he was solid. With what he had, I thought he was solid. Sterling K. Brown. Okay, go, Sheree? You didn't like one of those roles? I know you want to talk. I busted out laughing, too. You didn't like that? What are those? What are those? Of course. No. His uncle Sanders? Those are, I mean, it was funny. Those sandals uh, are bad, though. And he kept wearing them. <laughs> Uncle sandals. What are those? So funny. My favorite part, I, I didn't like that part. I don't like cheeky humor, but I did like when she called him the colonizer. That's when I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> she had too many, she had so many lines. She had that. There's so many moments that she had. I think she was. She did she really, was, she did well. 
Because I had never seen Whoops, her before either. So I think it was easier. She's in Black Mirror. Yeah, she oh, was in Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. And that was actually a good episode, too. Yes, it very, was. She did her thing. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. she's, she's cool, good. Cool. I'm, I like her. She gets a... I give her an A-. minus. Yeah, and she was also integral right. to the story. Like, her character, like... She, if if she didn't do if she wasn't good, then I didn't go to the, the movie would fell apart because she had so many mm-hmm. like she had the comic relief, she had the technology, mm-hmm. she had so many different mm-hmm. things that if she wasn't good, we'd be like, ugh, nothing's believable, mm-hmm. you know. I'm like, really imagine if they would have casted Yara Shahidi in that role, Crumble. God. God. Crumble. Yeah. So Woo! I gave her a day. She every time she was on the screen, it was fun. Like she you had a good time screen. when she yeah, was on the screen. Yeah, she did well. Apparently, she's the breakout star. Yeah, she is, definitely. In this role, she's going to definitely blossom from there. What about you, Cheryl? She and, uh, your thoughts? She, she and, um, and uh, Okoye, they're, they're my two A-pluses. They're, mm-hmm. they're my two A-pluses for the, for the movie. Like, those two for, made the movie for me. Like, again, Chattanooga. Okoye, Okoye is an A-plus all those day. Two yeah, I mean, yes, that's, 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 a, that's a true statement. All right, what about Auntie Angela? Meh. Ooh. This is very conflicting oh. for me. Oh. Because I'll my Auntie Viola, Viola Davis. That's who should have been there. Yeah, she would have definitely been better, but I don't know how much better. Much better. Uh, I don't know if they maybe the, the writing didn't do the mom justice, but yeah, she yeah. didn't have much to work with. She yeah. did it. Yeah, but I, I didn't. I didn't really feel Angela. Like, when they cast her, I was really excited to have her there. And she looked the part definitely, but I didn't feel anything enough from her. Like the emotion, like I just, it didn't, it didn't pop for me enough. But it wasn't, it wasn't like it was no. bad. Like I didn't, I didn't see her and be like, oh, this is terrible. But it just wasn't like, wow, that's amazing. It just was very. She would be for me. It was like very much solid, nothing special, nothing like cringeworthy, but just, Mm-mm. just kind of there. I think on a, on a second watching, I have to watch it again to see like and a little bit more. But she didn't stand out to me at all. Like I don't even remember any line she had, honestly. Like. No. No. My baby. No. (laughs) He's okay. Okay. So uh, we'll just go through maybe uh, the guy that played the CIA agent. I I don't know his name. Oh, he did well. David Lee or something. Whenever someone has a British accent and can pull off an American accent, I'm like, hats off. He's British. That's awesome. He did a great job. Yes, he did a great job. He played his role perfectly to me. Yeah, Martin, that's his name. Martin Freeman, white guy. Very good. Right. Uh, the cast, uh, I, I think final thoughts on the director himself. Like, what do you guys think of oh. Ryan Coogler? Mr. Coogler. Genius. Yeah, and, and I think, Barry, you had sent us that, like, um, breakdown of the clip. Like, he's just thinking on so many different layers. Like, things that we're not catching, he's just, like, incorporating into the movie. Um, yep. To me, that's amazing, just how much symbolism he puts into every scene, how much thought he puts into it. Um, I, I think, you know, I have a huge amount of respect for him. I think he did a great job with this movie, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to more from him. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he did Creed. Um, as yep, yes, Station. You know, yes, he did. Those are, those are some really good movies. So and you okay. know, you know what's uh, interesting too, in terms of the director choice, he wasn't even their first choice. Their first choice was David uh-huh. Duvernay. That was their first choice. Oh really? And they pitched, yeah, they pitched they pitched the movie to her, 
and you know she she met with the Marvel people and everything like that. They had a discussion, and after the end of it, she was like, you know, I have to pass in the movie because you know the movie that they kind of wanted and the movie that I was going to create. You know, I didn't feel like it was an Ava DuVernay movie, but you know, I still support it. Hats off to the movie, you know, and I wish whoever directs it next well, you know, and that's what she said, and she like went away away from it, but she didn't end up getting taken the role, and that's when Ryan Cooler came in, and I and I think Ryan was even a better choice because he loved the, the the source material, he loved the character, like he really embraced it, whereas she like it wasn't really a passion for her, but she was a hot director, you know, and someone who they wanted to get, so I think it was really good good wise of her to say no to open the door for the right person and, and wise of like Marvel to like really, you know, not force her into it and be like, Hey, if that's the case, we'll move on. So I really, yeah, um, definitely, definitely a, pa- definitely a, a passion. That was a grave mistake for her. That was a grave mistake. I mean, I don't know. Would it have been a different movie? Would it have been a different movie if she, if she did it? Cause like definitely like a guy, male twenties, twenties to thirties, like there is that kind of, already that passion for video games, comic books, you know, that whole thing. So I think that, I think that he was like the perfect choice as like a young black director. Perfect mm-hmm. choice. Like she, if she wasn't feeling passionate about it, I don't think we would have gotten exactly. all the scenes that we needed. I don't think we would have gotten mm-hmm. the writing because he co-wrote too. Um, exactly. So yeah, I don't think that we would have gotten everything because if you're not, if your whole heart is not, if you're not passionate about this project, then like we're not going to get everything that we need to get from you as a director. So I thought that. Yeah. that but was you know what's, choice. you know what's, you know what's interesting though is like, yeah, uh, with Ryan Coogler, right? This particular movie is a Marvel movie, action movie, superhero movie. But for me, the best part, the best parts of the movie weren't the action. It was the actual, you know, themes. And the dialogue, and mm-hmm. just the, you know, all the the little things in the background that made that movie. Because if you actually think about it, the action was actually like average. If you think about it, it was like a lot of CGI. Um, the combat was like eh, video game CGI. Okay. Video game CGI. Uh-huh. I'm like, what is this, what is this video game I'm watching? Yeah, what's video game? I'm like, what is this? <laughs> video so, game yeah, I thought the game. action was average. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. uh, well. I, I was like, what I mean, movie in comparison? So I can know where you're gauging it from. That I guess you would compare it to like what you consider high level action versus this. Like, I'm just trying to understand. Like, what would you compare it to? Like, that's like more of a higher level action. Um, like in Avengers, like a normal Avengers, like the. Avengers movies, those okay. have more action. Okay. Um, the X Men movies, those those Marvel movies, okay. better action. But I mean, yeah, the, the action wasn't the the, the it wasn't long. You know, the back, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't what this movie was riding on. Basically, it was you know the themes and all the the, the dialogues that really carried this movie. The visuals, visuals, yeah. And that, that feeling of belonging and dreaming, like dreaming of, oh, look at this world, or mm-hmm. well, I, I, I know this, I know this, like that. Like, I can only imagine, like, so if you weren't, you know, African, if you weren't African-American, like, what would you be thinking with this movie? And I think that question is, is how I evaluated the movie. It's a good segue, because for me, I, I looked at it in three lenses, like, lens of being like black the lens of being african and the lens of just being like a pure superhero marvel movie person and you know 
being black is it's, it was just ridiculous. Like just sitting there and watching it and being like, this is actually happening. You know, this this movie is actually happening. Like that, just the joy that I felt throughout the whole movie. Just I can't replace that. Like that was that was ridiculous. And then like from were you smiling the whole time? Were you smiling, smiling throughout the movie? The whole yeah. time. No, I, was. I was smiling a lot. I was smiling a lot. I was not smiling. What? <laughs> Cheating. You were smiling. What are you talking about? I was not smiling because I didn't like the people who I was in the movie theater with. Oh. What, what happened? What did you say? people. I can't stand Why? back people. What? Because wow. we don't know how to act. What? That's Go ahead. That's the culture. <laughs> it is a culture. It is a culture. Really. So I'm like, oh, so it's, it's a perfect. It's a perfect segue, like you but said. But the meme should have prepared you as to who you were gonna be around. That's why when I saw the movie the first time Thursday night, I went by myself in New York City because I was like, I need to pay attention. I need no distractions during this movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw my wife, and you know we were very concentrated. We would, we would occasionally just turn and look at each other just smiling. This is so good. This is great. <laughs> what about you, Becky? You said, did you uh, go see it with Chama? Yeah, no, yeah, we saw it together. We saw it with a, with a bunch of people. Um, I think it was like maybe like 13 of us uh, went wow. together. And it was, I said, like, it was good, good, like, just going in there, embracing it, enjoying it. I said, like, as an African, for, for me, I was concerned, to be honest. I'm like, what are they going to do? No, honestly, I'm like, is it going to be yeah, like a caricature too. of Africa? Am I going to have to be like yeah. annoyed because like this is wrong or explaining to people? But they really did a America. good job of representing Africa. Exactly. Like, it wasn't a caricature Maybe. at all. It really was, you know, a great depiction of Africa and what we could be. And it made me, like, happy, but it also made me annoyed. I'm like, damn, like, we should be not to like Wakanda advancement level, but, like, we should have some cities that are just, like, popping like this, you know? So I'm like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where – I was proud to be African after watching the movie and like being able to explain, you know, how things are, you know, for us was, was cool. So for me, like those are two high ones as far as like a superhero fan though. And like pure Marvel movies, it was still mm-hmm. up there. It's in my top five, but it, it it didn't quite hit like top three or number one for me. Cause I feel like from a superhero standpoint, like I didn't have that moment of like pure superhero elation. Epic and joy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really get that moment. Like, in the movies in the past, like, with, like, Thor, when Thor came back and got his lightning powers and came back, which was like, yes. Like, I didn't get, Wait. I didn't feel that way when T'Challa came back. Like, it didn't, it didn't get me that same, like, superhero euphoria. What? But it was still, it was still great. But, you gave him but, again, but I'm, again, I'm coming from a, a superhero movie, like, <laughs> in all the Marvel movies, so I, can, I compare I them to everything together. I the Marvel movies and Batman movies, but, like, I think it went along with how, you know, T'Challa's, character was portrayed in the whole movie. Like, when he came back, I thought that... I mean, I knew... I kind of felt like he was coming back because I was like, wait, you can't just die and then he just takes... You know, Killmonger just takes over. But I of thought that warm, fuzzy, happy, smiling, heart feeling when he came back. The same thing yeah. like when Thor came back, I got that same feeling. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but I think I think, I think think that was a difference. Like, with Thor, he, he, went, he went to the world. He saw, It was like, oh, very similar. He saw his dad and his dad gave him that, like, mm-hmm. pump-up speech. And he's like, mm-hmm. he, then he came back. He's like, are you the god of hammers? You're the god of thunder. Do your thing. Yeah, dad. He came back and he killed it. It was like, yes. Whereas this one was almost like his dad was like, come stay with us. It was, like, <laughs> weird. I was like, but why are you telling me to stay? Like, I have a mission to finish. Like, exactly. What are you doing, dad? 
it was weird, and he came back, and I don't know. It felt just, like his mission was done. Like, all right, your time is up. Let's yeah, that part was a missed opportunity. <laughs> I, I didn't get that same, like, I, I missed that euphoric superhero moment that I've had in, like, other movies. Like, so that, that one thing was missing for me. There was a, a couple of gaps, too. Like, th- there could have been more from a, like, cinematic universe connection standpoint. So, again, all that stuff, though, to me, is, is neither here nor there. I think, for me, what makes the movie more important is the first two, like, pillars that I mentioned, and, like, this movie was just was great for me. So, rating, I think I give it a 9.5 out of 10. It's a good I score. Like yeah, I'd probably give it the same score. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what? Actually, you know, when I went to the see, to see this movie, I didn't really care about the Marvel stuff. Like, I haven't watched a Marvel movie in a long time because I'm actually just fatigued from them. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so this one, I was like, please do not. Do not feed me all these crossovers with different Marvel characters. Don't do that. I this. like crossovers. Just, just give me <laughs> Black Panther in that particular setting. Just give me that. Show show a nice futuristic Africa. Um, and, uh, you know, it delivered on that. And it was actually fun, too, like really funny um, uh-huh. and, and just entertaining. So, yeah, 9.5. Somebody wrote... Somebody wrote um... Oh, there is a Wakanda. Uh, there is a real life Wakanda. It's called Lagos. I'm like, get, get out, out of here. here. Any other ratings before we uh, wrap nine, up? Nine, nine out of ten. I give, I give it ten. Ten. I give it ten. Yes, I do. I do. Ten I out of ten. Like... This is the best thing you've ever seen. For these times, right now, because yeah. I feel like. Yeah. No, yeah. For these times, right now, I give it a ten. Yes. Ten out of ten. Granted, there were. You know, I like the movie as it is. I thought it was going to be four hours long. I was ready for it if it was, but it wasn't. But I like the levels and the continued discussion that can happen for this movie, the fact that you, we saw ourselves in the, this figure. Like, mm-hmm. what last positive black superhero besides, what, Meteor Man have we had? <laughs> like, And that was, like, in the 1990s. Like, I give Zero. it a 10 out of 10. I love several different levels of themes, the costumes, the research. That was so important to me that the costume designer actually took out the time and researched so many different tribes from our beautiful continent and just incorporated in different ways and all the, you know, all of the tribes that were represented in Wakanda. Like, I love the fact that I don't care if this movie was the first time that encouraged people to even put on the Jashiki just to watch the movie. I like what this movie did. No other movie mm-hmm. has ever done that for me <clears throat> in my life. Absolutely true. So, Correct. yeah, I give it a 10 yep. out of 10. Acting, yeah. yeah, some people could have done here, there, better, this, this. Mm-hmm. It has so many levels of greatness. I think to mm-hmm. not give it a 10 would be a, a huge disservice to the movie. You know, it, I love who they chose from the supporting actors to the A-listers, the B-listers, the D-listers, that I didn't even know you were on a list as an actor. I didn't know you prior to this movie. So, yeah, I give Get it a out of the list. 10 out of 10. Yep, sure do. <laughs> nice. So I, I, before we uh, close off, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously it looks like we can talk about this for a couple more hours, but we're not. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know the question. Be part one of the discussion. The question to ask is, and we don't have to answer it now, but what's next after this? We just got that you know first taste of Black Panther, um, which could be a, a catalyst. It might not. 
but you know to everyone that's listening and you know even us on this this particular show like you know what's next after this like i think that's the biggest question i hope it will encourage other directors to really focus on other things outside of like the slave narrative the health narrative like we are such a layered group of people, whether you're black American, African, African American, there's so many layers to us. There's so many layers to our history. I mean, history is what? Slavery was only 400 plus years. And granted, it has done a lot of things to many generations across the continent, you know, many continents. But there were so many other things about so many other cultures that we are all from that they can focus on. And I hope this movie encourages them to do that. Plus, I just want a part two to Black Panther so I can, you know, continue with the I mean, I think what's next, I don't really care if they, this quote-unquote, they um, sees us as anything. I think what I hope is next is that Black directors have more legitimacy and it's now seen that these Black directors can pull these numbers, can write these stories, can present a narrative that is that they're passionate about and that Black America responds to, or Black the world, Black people as a whole respond to, I think that's what I hope is next. I don't care for white directors or white Hollywood to try to pick up our stories and show us in a different light. I don't care for that. I I care more about um, Black people now having, like, saying, well, see what we as a collective can do as consumers and as producers. Look at what we can do. Now let's move forward. Amen. Yeah. I think um, from my end, what what's next is um, Avengers Infinity War on May 4th. Um, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> 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 He'll be fatigued. Come back to Wakanda May 4th. He's, he's going to have a prominent role. So for people who aren't really into the movies, you know, Wakanda will be back May 4th. That's, that's what's next. I don't know. It'll be it'll be in a different light, though. It'll be different for some reason. I feel it'll be different. I'm yeah. here for the crossovers. <laughs> who did, okay, Chidi, who did you want to cross over? Um, I just I like the layered narrative. So like, I don't oh, care okay. anybody could have came can have came over. I like when the Marvel universe is colliding. You see people from other movies. I like backstory. So I like when the movie focuses on one character and gives me all the backstory to that character, but I like seeing um, other characters from from the universes colliding in the movies. I like that it gives me continuity. And I like that in all, in all genres of cinema or film. I love that. Any, like, scandal, how to get away with murder crossover, love it, give it to me. Cosme show, a different world crossover, love it, give it to me. I love, I love that. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. All right, guys. So, yeah, good show. Um, we'll try to do this so, you know, more, a little bit more often. Maybe we'll do another one um, when that Avengers comes comes out. Or maybe we can do a part two because we obviously didn't talk about all the topics available. Like, we didn't even talk about the hair. We didn't talk about the stuff with, uh, you know, other nationalities like, you know, Indian, Chinese people and, you know, their points of view from this, you know, from this movie. So, yeah, we can uh, do a part two, but for now, that's it. And uh, we thank everyone for joining. Great. Good night.